Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Friends, Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. It is Wednesday, September 14th, and uh, great to be with you for this program. How are the Democrats trying to win these midterm elections? First of all, they're fools for thinking that, that they should even try. They are absolutely so completely in disrepair and ruin. Uh, they are imploding from the inside, from the outside, just the, a cesspool of, of absurdities uh, and insanities and evils filled with hatred. Uh, for God and for America and for life. Uh, the Democrat Party doesn't deserve a single vote from a single citizen for a single candidate in a single public office, period. Amen. Um, so why are they even think that they can win these midterms the way that uh, they've been destroying America? They really think that half of America wants to destroy America? They're sadly mistaken if they think that. No, here's what they're trying to do. First of all, they're trying to win. The fact that they're even trying to win shows how deluded they are. Uh, and secondly, when you see what I'm going to point out to that tonight about the tactic they're trying to use to win, well, on top of that delusion, there's just deep evil. And I want to start our scriptures here tonight with Isaiah, uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 4. Listen to this passage, starting with verse 14. O Jerusalem, wash the evil from your heart and be saved. How long will you harbor wicked thoughts? A voice is announcing from Dan, proclaiming disaster from the hills of Ephraim. Tell this to the nations. Proclaim it to Jerusalem. A besieging army is coming from a distant land, raising a war cry against the cities of Judah. They surround her like men guarding a field, because she has rebelled against me, declares the Lord. My people are fools. They do not know me. They are senseless children. They have no understanding. They are skilled in doing evil. They know not how to do good. Let us pray. Lord, we ask you to deliver us from the misfortune of bringing evil upon ourselves by engaging in sinful, senseless, evil acts. And by trying, Lord, to justify them. Woe to those, you say in another place in the word, in the, in the prophecy of Isaiah, woe to those who call good evil and evil good, who trade light for darkness and darkness for light, bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to them. Lord God, we ask that those words never apply to us. May we seek what is good and speak what is good with a pure heart and with constant dedication to the good of our own souls, of our families, and of our fellow citizens. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay. Look, friends, uh, things continue to look very, very good for Republicans in this midterm election of 2022. And I have not wavered in confidence myself, and I know that uh, most of you have not either, uh, that we are going to see uh, uh, the, the House and the Senate come back into, I should say, saner hands 
um, than those that are that are that are running them now. It's become absolutely insane. It's no longer just the disagreement about policies. It's absolute. It's a war between common sense and insanity. And of course, on a deeper level, as we all know so well, especially this audience, it's a war between good and evil. In fact, I remember many, I remember some decades ago when uh, Sam Brownback was a senator. He then became governor of Kansas and then an ambassador. But uh, I've known him through all these years, saw him not too long ago. I, I sat down with him in his Senate office and he said, you know, uh, Father, and at that time, it, it really struck me. Now, uh, it's like a matter of daily conversation. He said, uh, the battle here is no longer simply between Republican and Democrat. And this is how Senator Brownback said it to me. Again, this was a few couple of decades ago. He said, it's a battle between those who believe in God and those who don't. That was striking. When you think about what's happening, not only on the on the battlefront of religious freedom, but the battlefront of basic truth and morality, which the Democrat Party has rejected, that's the only way it makes sense. That's the only way it makes sense. Not only between those, those who don't believe in God and those who do, but let me put it more starkly, between those who hate God and those who love him. That's the battle we're in, friends, and that's the battle that this midterm election is going to help to shape. Are we going to put those who hate God in public office? Or are we going to elect those who believe in and love him as our founders did? As our founders did. How are they trying to win? One of the last straws that they are grasping at is this reversal of Roe v. Wade, which we've talked about a lot on this program. Of course, it's a very, very good development for America, foundational development for America. The Democrats are trying to, to say, they're saying in some of their, their uh, ads and everything, row, row, row your boat, you know, row, R-O-E, for Roe v. Wade. Uh, and they are saying things like row member, okay? We have to remember how evil these Republicans are. They're taking away women's rights. Oh my goodness, women are going to die. They're killing women. That's what they're. That's what, how they're framing this. They're, that's how they're are talking about this. You know, we're killing women because we're taking away the so-called right to abortion. Let me uh, refer, for example, for a uh, to a tweet that Fetterman in Pennsylvania. Um, made the other day. Now, there was a development uh, in all of this just uh, yesterday when Senator Lindsey Graham in the Senate, Congressman Chris Smith in the House, announced uh, a bill that would make it illegal to have an abortion after 15 weeks into the pregnancy, Okay. And would, uh, oh, 15 weeks, you know, most countries of the world, most countries of the world have that already, that abortion is illegal after 15 weeks. In fact, most of them cut it off even before that, more like 12 weeks. There's only a handful of countries which are like we've been for the last 50 years, allowing it throughout pregnancy. And that's what Roe means. And you see, this is the first problem with what the Democrats are doing, that they're not being honest about what row means. The Americans have never row, row, rowed their boat. They've never. 
agreed with what Roe says. Never. Not a single survey. I say, oh, Father Frank, yes, there have been polls that show most Americans don't want to overturn Roe. No. No. The Americans have never bought into what Roe actually said. Of course, most of them don't know what it actually said. And that's why, yes, you will see these statistics that say most of them don't want it to be overturned or they don't believe it should be, however the wording or the phrasing is. But if the wording and the phrasing were honest enough to tell them that Roe allowed abortion throughout the pregnancy, you would never once in any survey anywhere find a majority of the American people saying abortion should be allowed throughout pregnancy. You'll never find it. So now a bill is introduced saying well, maybe we should cut it off at 15 weeks. Now, is that constitutional? It certainly is. Supreme Court just upheld that. That was the law that Mississippi passed that got this whole debate started. Well, let me show you something. We're talking about a baby this big. Look at the baby in comparison to my hand. In fact, That bear any resemblance to uh, anything that you know? Does that bear any resemblance at all to anything that's recognizable? It's obviously a human baby. The size of one's hand. Now this baby here is right at the cutoff point for 15 weeks into pregnancy, actually means 13 weeks since conception. This baby is 14 weeks. So it's right in in that zone there where this proposal that was just introduced yesterday in the House and the Senate would start protecting these babies. You don't think this baby this well-developed should be protected? Most Americans do. Most Americans believe, even a majority of Democrats, that by this stage in, in, in time, A person who wants to get an abortion has had enough time to do so. Not that we're saying that that's okay. It's not right. It's still killing. But the point we're making is most would agree with this kind of a provision of law that says when a developing human being has gotten to this point of development, the law should step in and protect that human being. That's what we're saying. The farther you go in pregnancy, by the way, the the, the more... Dangerous it is for the mother, too. So we're talking about protecting the mother, not just the baby. But the point I was getting to about the elections was, so I I was with Senator Graham last night, by the way, Senator Graham and also Chris Smith and a number of other members of Congress who are supportive of this legislation. was together with them last night. We were celebrating uh, at a gala dinner in Washington uh, the uh, overall victory in the pro-life movement of reversing Roe v. Wade. And we were talking about this bill. And I got to tell you, the folks on the other side, now they think that they can score points politically by criticizing Senator Graham, by criticizing Congressman Smith for a bill that would put American abortion policy closer to 95% of the rest of the countries of the world, closer to to, to 47 out of 50 of of our European friends and, and allies when it comes to the the nations of Europe. These babies can feel pain. And the fact that they can feel pain is part of what the the law is basing the interest of the state in for protecting them. So the other side is trying to say, oh, you guys are terrible for doing this. Terrible. Why? Here's what the Democrats are trying to do. 
You guys are terrible for supporting this kind of law. This falls out of the picture. You are taking away women's rights. Never mind about the baby. Fetterman, let's, let's focus on this idiot for a moment. He doesn't even make anything of this. He just says, says something wrong, you know, between here and here. That he doesn't see it. See, like this? Doesn't see it. Can't touch it. Doesn't know what it is. Wake up, Democrats. Wake up. The United States Supreme Court, you know, when the Dobbs decision came out, June 24th, you know what the majority um, said about the dissenting opinion? The dissenting opinion was written by Breyer, good riddance, Breyer, you had left a trail of blood in your, your service on the Supreme Court. Shame on you. Go repent for the rest of your life. He even was in favor of partial birth abortion. That's a whole other topic. Baby is killed in the birth canal with scissors being stuck in the back of his head. Good job, Breyer. Good job. Boy, I hope the I wish these guys could see these to see these videos. You never know. You know, these videos get circulated. They're out there. Maybe somebody who knows Breyer could put this in front of his face for a minute. Shame on him. Good riddance that he's off the court. Not much better coming in behind him, but we'll deal with her when the time comes. But Sotomayor, Kagan, these, these, these clowns on the court, they wrote the dissent in this Dobbs case, okay? Oh, we have to preserve Roe v. Wade. Oh, we have to preserve abortion. Let's just go back to, back to that scripture, right? My people are senseless. The majority pointed out about this minority decision that what was the most striking element of it, you know what the most striking element was? It never even mentioned the life that is ended by an abortion. Pause and think about that for a moment. So here we've got people supposed to be, you know, judging at the highest level of our judicial system. They write an opinion having something to do with abortion and the abortion debate in our country. Now, the nature of the debate is that you've got a developing human life and you've got a woman who's claiming to have certain rights relative to her pregnancy and her body and her autonomy. Doesn't the very nature of the debate involve assessing both parts of the equation? Assessing the stated rights of the mother and assessing the stated rights of the baby and seeing how in practice the law is supposed to sort out the balancing of those rights? Isn't that why it's a debate in the first place? If this were just about autonomy, bodily autonomy, well, listen, we've kind of settled that in our society. I just, before before coming to do this program, was on a, a plane. When the seatbelt sign is lit up on the airplane, do I have the bodily autonomy to walk my body out of my seat up and down the aisle of the airplane, yes or no? I don't have that freedom. We all, and it's federal law, we all accept the fact that our bodily autonomy is limited 
by all kinds of considerations and circumstances in social life when our life sort of interacts like with other lives. We're not in some kind of concealed cocoon, some kind of vacuum, you know, uh, some kind of dungeon. We're, we're interacting with other people. Our autonomy has to have limits. I can't go lie down out in, in the middle of the street. I'll be meeting the local police officers before long. Bodily autonomy. Would you please give me a break? That's why I read that passage from Jeremiah 4. My people are like senseless children. You would suspect people would know something about this. So what I'm saying is that the Supreme Court decision, so those justices, they say, oh, we want Roe. It's just like the Democrats are saying, Roe, 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 your boat. Like, Like senseless children singing songs. You would think that they might have some honesty about what the debate is all about. You've got to measure the rights of the baby. Otherwise, you don't even have a debate. If it was just about, oh, uh, women's rights, or you don't want to take away women's rights. No, we don't want to take away anybody's rights. But we do have in this country, we don't just have liberty. This is one of the things that the Dobbs decision warns us about. People say liberty. You could read into the word liberty, whatever in the world you want to do. Oh, whatever I want to do, I'm just going to claim liberty and go ahead and do it. It's not how society works. What we have in America, yes, is a profound commitment to liberty. But if you study the kind of liberty we believe in and always have believed in in America, it's called ordered liberty. Ordered liberty acknowledges the freedom of the human individual and the freedom of the family and the freedom of the church and the freedom of small businesses and the freedom of society, freedom of of, of our country as a country, for that matter to chart our course, to make our our way in the world. But it's ordered because of what we said a moment ago, common sense. But as we said, this is a battle between common sense and insanity. But common sense tells us it has to be ordered, otherwise you have no order. Otherwise you can't have a society functioning in the right way. Let me show you what happens. And this is what this 15-week bill... Protecting children from, obviously, it's not going to get a vote with the Democrats in charge. Certainly not going to get signed by Biden. But the point is, the Republicans are doing what they're, what they're supposed to do, what they're authorized to do, and that is to uh, create legislation that protects human rights, the first of which is life. Here's what the abortion does. Comes in with, uh, and these these are surgical forceps that were actually used for abortions. These were were uh, given to me after an, an abortionist uh, went out of business uh, down in uh, Alabama, and uh, I obtained these instruments and others like them. The legs are grasped, twisted, ripped off. One leg, the other leg, one arm, the other arm, the torso. See, by this point, the baby is too well developed. Again, this baby is 14 weeks. The baby is too well developed to be sucked down the suction tube, which is what this is. Uh, In the earlier abortions, the body is small enough and soft enough that it can just goes through the tube. Sometimes the heart is still beating as it goes through the tube, but the body can be removed through the tube. But not when the baby gets to this stage. This stage is about when they start using this dismemberment method. In the medical textbook, abortion practiced by Warren Hearn calls it dismemberment. So they go like this. And then when they get to the skull, they make a nip in the, in the skull and then they take it out by, 
piece by piece. So I'm bringing this all up to point out to you that A, the minority opinion in Dobbs didn't even make reference to the baby. B, Biden, when he made his remarks after the Dobbs case, didn't even mention the baby. Went on and on and on and on about the taking away of women's rights, but didn't make any reference to the rights, whatever you think they might or might not be, of the child. And now the Democrat candidates, Fetterman in Pennsylvania, pay some attention, you fool, are trying to do the same, to play the same game. Dr. Oz has to answer the question of whether he supports this legislation, yes or no. This is important. This impacts people's lives. I have a question for you first, Fetterman. What in the world do you think an abortion is? See, that's my question to all these people. And I'm pretty, every day, worked up about this, angry about it. Because these, these absolutely worthless public servants, they're worthless in the sense that they have absolutely no business in public service. You can't tell the difference between serving the public and killing the public. You don't belong anywhere near public office. But here they come, trotting along, advocates of women's rights. Oh, yeah. Row, row, row your boat. We're on the side of women's rights. Oh, yes. Fight hard, friends. We got to win these midterms. Maybe the reversal of Roe v. Wade. Maybe that's that's our lifeboat. That's how these Democrats are acting right now, like drowning people, uh, uh, seeking after the life the lifeboat. That's our lifeboat. Row, row, row your boat. You fools. That's what they're all saying this. They're taking away women's rights. Oh, my gosh. And that's all this is? That's, that's what this is, right? From A to Z. That's the whole ball of wax. It's just we want to take away women's rights. That's what it is, right? I mean, there's nothing else to it, right? You're not balancing women's rights against maybe the rights of, I don't know, uh, another human being. See, this is what also the Dobbs decision went into. It said, look, we know we have privacy. We know we have liberty. But where in our American system of ordered liberty do we invoke liberty to take another person's life? Where in our jurisprudence, whether it's in the Supreme Court, the other federal courts, or the state courts, where in our Constitution or in the other state constitutions, where in our legal tradition in America Do we invoke privacy or have we invoked privacy over the years, over the centuries, in order to justify taking somebody else's life? Where and when and how have we done that? That privacy is used as an excuse, as a justification, as a rationalization to take another person's life. The answer is nowhere. We don't do that. It was only with the the advent of legal abortion that we started hijacking these otherwise sacred terms and sacred realities, privacy and liberty, hijacking them to justify the taking of a life. And what these Democrats are doing, it's all the same, friends. It's all the same. Fetterman, you're guilty as all the rest of them are. This goes out of the picture. Shoop, bye-bye. Puff, like a puff of smoke, it's gone. 
fact, a puff of smoke does better than the baby does when it comes to this debate. Oh, no. Oh, how very convenient that is for them, because then they don't have to weigh and balance whatever rights this developing life might have. They don't have to start weighing and balancing that against the, the, the so-called rights that they say were taken away from women. No, 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 no. They don't have to do any weighing and balancing whatsoever, calculation, figuring out. They don't have to talk about how well-developed the baby is. They don't have to consider whether the baby can feel pain. They don't have to consider how many millions of times this heart has beat already inside this baby. They don't have to consider or talk about any of that. They don't have to talk about how the baby moves and stretches and yawns and wakes and sleeps and curls over and, 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 and responds to light and to sound. They don't have to worry about any of this stuff. They don't have to worry about how the baby recoils, as we have seen in video after video, from the approaching instrument that is going to tear her arms and legs off, how the baby recoils from that. Well, they don't have to fight. Fetterman doesn't have to lose an ounce of sleep over that. Because they're taking away women's rights. Keep going. Keep going, Fetterman. Just keep on going. Get Let those words, women's rights, let them keep flowing out of your mouth so that the people of Pennsylvania and the rest of America can see what a fool you are. And what a fool every single person who's going to support you, donate to you, volunteer for you, vote for you. What a fool they are. Because this, bye, bye, bye. Just subtract them from the equation. And as a matter of fact, when you subtract them from the equation, you know what? Put them on the floor. Stop on the floor. A few times. I've had enough of this, this garbage. And I hope you have too. Friends, when you hear these debates and when you see the ads that these goons are putting out, oh, you know, oh, 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 they're, they're attacking women's rights. These Republicans are so dangerous. Say Biden, you know, it's a threat to our democracy. Yeah, let's go, Brandon. You keep this in mind. This is not some kind of one-dimensional debate here. Any honest American, I'm talking about people who identify themselves as pro-choice. I'm talking about people who identify themselves as Democrats. Any honest American is going to admit that when 15 weeks of pregnancy have elapsed, you have another consideration to take into account and I'm not saying you don't earlier than that, too. I'm pointing to this bill that's been introduced and that now the Democrat candidates are trying to make a thing of. Time has elapsed. Someone has grown inside that woman. And you have another factor to consider. What I'm pointing out to you, friends, is you start with this. Call them out on the utter irresponsibility of allowing this side of the equation whoop, just to drop out like that. Oh, women's rights. Yeah, right. Makes life pretty easy for you, doesn't it? You don't have to wrestle like tens of millions of Americans have wrestled in courtrooms and legislatures and classrooms across this nation throughout the last five or six decades 
as the question of whether abortion should be legalized has haunted our country and created a big national debate. Call them out on it. It's not the end of the discussion, it's the beginning. Call them out on it and say, wait a minute, not so fast. Not so fast are you just going to paint us and tag us as, oh, well, they're taking women's rights away. Have you no understanding that there's another side of the equation? So you can raise that question without even answering what the right answer is, without even doing the weighing and the balancing. What we've got to start by pointing out is that, hey, hey, you, you, you missed, you missed the, the whole other half of the of the debate. And to pretend it's not there is just another piece of evidence of how absolutely disconnected they are from the tens of millions of Americans, more than that, I would say, for whom the other side of the equation is very much there, for whom the questions of the rights of this child is a very real question, that they are deeply personally invested in and concerned about as well they should be. We're going to continue on this over the next uh, couple of days. I, I, I want to show you some of the things that, because besides simply subtracting a whole whole half of the uh, of the debate itself, our Democrat uh, politicians are turning into theologians very quickly, uh, Bible scholars and all the rest. And I'm going to show you some of the ridiculous theological arguments they've been making as well and show you how to refute them uh, as we talk in these coming days. But let's pray. Father, we, we thank you for the opportunity in this election to challenge senseless ideas, uh, to, to come against uh, bogus philosophies, to, to come against the lies, Lord, to expose, as Paul tells us to do, to expose uh, the evil works of darkness. Enable us to do that. Enable us to lift up and to help our fellow citizens to think through this and uh, to support uh, those in political life who are taking a strong stand for what is right. We bring uh, our prayers for them and our prayers for one another all together, and we offer the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Friends, connect with me on social media at Fr Frank Pavone. Connect with the Right Side Broadcasting at RSB Network. Spread the word about this program. Join us again tomorrow. We'll have a lot more to say. And in the meanwhile, remember President Trump's message. We are part of the greatest political movement in American history. Those that want to destroy this country, country doesn't belong to them, but belongs to you. We worship God, not government. And the best days of America are yet to come. By the way, tomorrow night, I'm going to have a special message for the churches. So be sure to tune in for that and be ready to spread the word. God bless you, friends. Father Frank Pavone here. We'll talk to you soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.